Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Magnetic Woman Show. I am really excited to talk about these two topics today. So they're quite honestly really linked. So one of the topics is about this pattern of using pleasure as a reward and the other topic being how much of your identity is a trauma response. And they really go hand in hand in a lot of ways. So we're going to start with how much of your identity is a trauma response. And quite honestly, this was something that I was really looking at in myself Um, I don't know, maybe about two, I started really diving into it about two months ago when I was listening to a podcast episode and I heard the podcast host reframing the, um, trauma responses, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Just, she said that fight, like when we think of fight as a trauma response, the word fight elicits this idea of fighting something outside of ourselves, right? Or being very combative to those around us. But what this woman said and stated was fight is actually like that inner turmoil, the judging, the criticizing internally, right? Flight being, again, we think of just like running away from things, but it's actually like staying busy, overachieving, never having any stillness. Freeze, again, we think of freeze as being frozen, but it could also be so disengaged and numbing out. And fawning is essentially people-pleasing. When I heard this, it really hit me because I had been doing a lot of um, work and kind of um, acknowledging and realizing how much of my work patterns weren't serving me, right? And really just questioning a lot of things like, okay, in my morning routine, do I really enjoy a morning routine? Yes. Okay. What about it do I enjoy? And how much of this am I doing because I think I need to or I should, right? Anyways, when I heard this podcast episode, it made me realize that essentially the majority of my work identity of being this like overachieving, people-pleasing perfectionist was a trauma response. And so that was a very hard realization to come to. But what it did was it allowed me to look at a lot of patterns, including the one of using pleasure as a reward, which truth be told, I've done a really good job of incorporating pleasure into my life. Obviously, I've been doing this work for over a decade now. But the reality is I then began to notice ways that I was still using pleasure as a reward for working right? So it kept me in this like identity and pattern of I need to work really hard. I need to like prove that I'm worthy and good enough. I need to overachieve and people please in order to be worthy and good. 
And then once I've worked hard enough, I can allow pleasure in my life. And I think that for a lot of us, women like us who are successful, ambitious, really intelligent, we don't realize how much of the way that we move through the world and work is a trauma response, right? And quite frankly, I think that trauma response is like we're in that trauma response because being a woman in the patriarchy is a, is traumatic, right? Then you add on your own unique childhood um, wounding trauma, inherited generational ancestral stuff, right? And so it was really, really eye-opening for me. But then yesterday I had this massive realization and this huge shift. I went out to go get my nails done and I wanted to like take time to journal and connect to what I wanted to do and create this month. And there's like a coffee shop across the street from where I get my nails done. And then next to the coffee shop is Sephora. And if you know me or if you follow me, you know that I love makeup and products and I love Sephora and Sephora is currently having a sale. So I found myself, I get to the nail salon and I'm like, okay, I'll go and do all of my work. And then when I'm done, I'll go to Sephora as a reward. And I stopped myself immediately. And I was like, why do I think I need to quote reward myself for work? It's not a motivator. Like I'm going to finish the work that I have to do today, no matter what. So why do I feel this need to delay pleasure? Like if I have it beforehand, I won't do the work or it, I'll become lazy. And it's like, just like all of these stories and beliefs. Right. And so what I did is I went and got my nails done and I let myself go straight to Sephora. And then I didn't even go to the coffee shop. I came home and like changed into sweats and I'm currently, you know, bleeding and on my cycle. So it was just like, oh, this is such a much more supportive experience for me to do this work and like journal and be comfy and cozy at home than to do it at a coffee shop. But it's these sneaky ways that we've inherited this like puritanical myth that if we're like not working, that that is bad or wrong and that we constantly have to be moving forward, right? And chances are if you need pleasure to motivate you to do things, then there's an opportunity to look at those things that you are telling yourself you have to do and using pleasure to motivate you to do them and seeing, do you really have to do them? Is it like, why do you actually need motivation? I think that we've all, like, women like us have gotten conditioned or created belief systems around laziness, rest, pleasure as a reward. And the truth of the matter is, it's like we're so afraid that if we give ourselves adequate rest, we'll be lazy. If we allow ourselves to have pleasure first, we won't get done what we need to get done, right? Instead of looking at what are these things that I'm telling myself I need to get done, do they actually need to be done? 
one? Do they need to be done by me? Why don't I want to do them? Right? And I think that when we begin to look deeper at certain actions or work or whatever, and and when we begin to look deeper at them and really look at why do I... Like, why am I trying to use pleasure to motivate me to do them, right? And what is it about this thing that I don't want to do? Because at the end of the day, women like us, like if you're listening to this podcast, again, you are really intelligent, you're really powerful, you're very accomplished, you are really ambitious, And so this idea that we need to like shame and criticize ourselves as motivation or that we need to delay gratification or pleasure as motivation, I think is, again, just something that we've inherited and one is not true and it's not actually motivating us, right? It keeps us stuck in this pattern of feeling not enough, it keeps us stuck in this pattern of not actually allowing ourselves to rest or healing our nervous systems. It keeps ourselves stuck in a pattern of having a really warped relationship to pleasure. And again, like when I started to really look at this stuff for myself, it was like, the truth of the matter is the work that I do in the world I love it. And I think it is so important and I'm going to do it. And if I'm not feeling motivated to do it, instead of trying to force myself by judging, shaming, criticizing myself, or using pleasure as some kind of carrot to dangle in front of me, I'm looking at why don't I feel motivated? Is it fear? Is it resistance? Is it that I don't actually want to talk about the thing that I think I need to talk about or should talk about? Is it that I'm resisting doing certain things because at the end of the day, I don't want to do them and what I really want is more support in my business or life? Now, I know that somebody is going to be like, well, there are certain things that I have to do that I don't want to do. Yes, sure. And you can consciously choose to use pleasure like as a reward or a motivating factor and look at where are the areas that I am unconsciously using pleasure as a way to motivate myself or as some kind of reward for being enough right and then like another really good journal prompt prompt is what is the fear what am I afraid will happen if I just allow myself to have pleasure for pleasure's sake right? And I think that for so many of us right now, there's been this calling, this aching, this yearning to come into a space of softness, of spaciousness, of really reordering and wiring our lives, our relationships, how we work to be so much more feminine. And when I say feminine, I don't mean like soft and surrendered, but I mean like when I say feminine, I mean authentic, aligned, really 
allowing ourselves. I had this conversation with one of my best friends the other day too. I was like, you know, you and I have in so many ways used like internal, internalized like judgment, shame, criticism to motivate ourselves. And we've like created work and like looked at working as a way to support like the lives that we want. And now we're in a space where we want to live how we want to live. And we want, we want work to like seamlessly fall into that instead of creating our lives around work. We want to live our lives and have work fit into that. You know what I mean? And again, it was like, we're afraid that if we take our hands off the wheel, you know, like if I'm not motivating myself in these ways and think about it too, in terms of like body, this was a huge shift for me when I shifted from trying to motivate myself to work out by being like, oh, my clothes don't fit right. And this looks bad. I don't like this about my body and I'm not hot enough into this is the body that I have in this life and I really want to take care of it and I want to move it on a regular basis because I love it and I want it to feel good and be healthy. That is just as equal, if not more powerful of a motivator. But again, I think we're afraid to move into these somewhat more authentic forms of motivation because we're afraid that we'll be lazy, we won't do enough, we won't get what we want, right? And we always have to, we have to remember that the game that we were sold into trying to play of the patriarchy, that game was set up in order for us to lose. So the more we try and play to win in the game of the patriarchy, the longer we're delaying the ability for ourselves to really live authentically and be fully expressed right and so when you when you look at and again using the journal prompt what am I afraid will happen if I allow myself to have pleasure for pleasure's sake just journal on that for a week right like stream of consciousness what am I afraid will happen if I allow myself to have pleasure for pleasure's sake and see what comes up? A lot of it isn't going to be your stuff, quite frankly. A lot of it's going to be stuff that you learned or were taught in the church or like that the puritanical myths that we were force fed, you know, pain is gain. You must work really hard to earn a vacation. And again, I think there's so many of us who want to be living a different way. We want, like, there's this ancient feminine that has been calling us, has been trying to come through. I was talking to another friend of mine yesterday about, like, Samhain rituals. The Samhain is the Celtic holiday that is Halloween. That was the... Celtic holiday of Samhain is what Halloween is based on, right? And I was saying like, oh, I didn't do any rituals on Samhain. And I found myself like being like, oh, I should have and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I get that. And I do the same thing. And like at this point in my life, I just want like 
to do rituals that fit into my life when I want to do them and that be enough. And it's like, we want this return to embracing and living with the cycles and the seasons. We want this return to like the ancient feminine rituals and community and collectiveness. And if none of this is resonating with you, like no worries. But if it is, if you're like, yes to all of this, and I really want to shift my identity in how I'm working in the world from a trauma response identity to the identity of a woman who is just like, doing her soul's work and living her magic and her medicine in the world, then I want to invite you to join me in Sovereign. Sovereign is my nine-month modern mystery school of ancient feminine wisdom. And it is the space and place unlike anything else out there because it's not a certification program and it's not a specific um, program, like not a specific spiritual um archetype program and what i mean by that is there's tons of like priestess programs out there there's like witch stuff out there it's very and it's specific to an archetype this is for any woman who really wants to master the feminine initiation process right so it's like going into the underworld incorporating and integrating your shadows, ascending back up, claiming your power. There's very specific rites, rituals, um, and a cycle of initiation in the feminine that was prolific for thousands and thousands of years across cultures, across tribes, across countries, across the world. And it was the same cycle. And we're so disconnected from it. If I had to label it like really high level, it would be the death and rebirth cycle. And so Sovereign is a space where I'm going to give you pleasure-based somatic tools. So in the body tools to move through and then master this initiation process. Because the fact of the matter is we're constantly being initiated in all areas of our lives into more and more of who we're meant to be. But the majority of women don't have the tools, the structure, the framework, the community to move through this stuff on a regular basis, right? And then we get stuck. And so Sovereign is a space where we're using ancient feminine rituals, practices, wisdom, grounded in modern day somatic pleasure-based practices for you to come into the fullest expression of who you're meant to be. We have three in-person retreats that are happening across the globe next year as part of this container. And when you sign up this month in November, you get, you save $1,500 you have the option for an extended payment plan. And I have a surprise bonus for you signing up so early. So you can go to themagneticwoman.com backslash sovereign, or you can go to the link below in the show notes. But really, this is a space for you to begin 
to release the parts of you that are operating as a trauma response, like the pieces of your identity, like for me, the overachieving perfectionist people pleaser, like that had become so much of my work identity, right? I prided myself on how much I did, how much content I was creating. And I loved it when people would be like, oh my God, you create more content than anybody I've ever seen, right? I loved it. Made me feel worthy. It made me feel important. It made me feel special. But when we realize that that's often a trauma response, right? And we come into a space of like, everything I create is enough. I could do one podcast episode the entire month and that would be enough. And I'm still worthy because those two things are not linked. So when we begin to detach from those trauma response identities, especially around work, one, we can allow in so much more pleasure, which then calls in like, where are the places and spaces that I am delaying pleasure and gratification because I think that it's a reward? And how can I allow pleasure in for pleasure's sake? So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions, make sure to send me a message on social media. That's my favorite way to connect with you. And if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate it, review it, leave a comment, share it on social media and tag me and I'll see you next time.